The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and are not representative of their employers, spouses, or associates. If you haven't gathered from the title, the language used on the show is akin to that of a high school boys' locker room. Listener discretion is advised. The advice given in this podcast is worth what you pay for it, which is nothing. Mom got drunk and dad got drunk at our Christmas party. We were drinking champagne punch and homemade eggnog. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of the Effed Up Farming Podcast. This is going to be a little bit different of an episode, Tyler. It's the super awesome Christmas spectacular. Basically, we're going to sit up here and we're going to try all sorts of booze with our special guest, uh, Jared Kesey. If you might remember, he is the owner of Texas Beverage and Package and Groom, and he's got some stuff for us to try that we have got from his store and what was your advertisement for that you had a minute ago? <laughs> if you don't possess healthy coping mechanisms on your own to get through this with your relatives, we sell them. Come by and see us. 89 <laughs> Broadway, Groom, Texas. There you go. Awesome. I like it. So uh, let's. we've got our first sponsor already knocked off the board. We've got Texas Beverage and Package Store in Groom, Texas. Hit them up. Everything we're going to try tonight, like I said, we bought or was brought to us by Jared from his store. Um, we've also got Cliff's Farm up in Hepburn, Saskatchewan. And he has a very special message for everybody. He would really like for y'all to go on Spotify and check out the Effed Up Farming playlist. Said it's the best one he's ever seen. Yeah. Don't even bother looking at his cattle, listening to his podcast. The Effed Up Farming Spotify playlist is where it's at. That's what we need to be focused on. Thank you, Curtis, for that sponsorship. Also, Meat Club Lambs knows how the advertisement game is working. They gave this guy that is six and a half feet tall a sweatshirt. He's been wearing it everywhere. I bet sheep are selling out fast. You better get there quick. Like a walking billboard. I mean, get there quick. They're bound to be. I'd take it off because it's like a thousand degrees in here, but I, I wore it all day. And we also have Mo Cattle Company. Those cheap bastards have not given me a hoodie yet, but it is what it is. Get what you pay for, I guess. Their advertising budget isn't much. <laughs> no, it's a startup. Just a wee startup, but you need to check them out anyway. All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's roll into our first booze review of the night. What are we going to do first? I say, since Jared was nice enough to bring us a bottle of it, let's do their barrel pick. We'll let him talk about it, and uh, we'll try it. Okay. This is our Blue Note barrel pick. This is the first barrel pick we've had since we've been open, so about a year and a half. This is our first barrel pick. It's going to be 121.6 proof, straight bourbon. Give everybody a pour here. Turned out really nice. It's uh, kind of spicy, kind of sweet, and it's a high proof, but it doesn't really drink as high as what it is to me. Do you know we did try this the other day whenever we were at the store? Yeah, y'all come in and I'm always gone. It's like I don't actually have a job or something. I'm starting to think you don't like it, so you just hide <laughs> in the back. But um, I will go ahead and preface it. This is a lot better than the other Blue Note that we tried. Yeah. 
or maybe it's just more to our palate. I don't know. Well, it's not an age-stated bourbon, but I think it's older than what the other Blue Note was that you tried. Um, they're within three to five years. I think this is one on the older end. Um, it actually tastes different than it did when I first picked it. It was like, oh, really? like three months between picking it and it actually getting bottled, so it had more time. So it came out, in our opinion, very nice. We don't have very much of it left, so I think it, I think it worked out that a lot of people ended up liking it. it. It's it's good. It's smooth. I mean, it drinks a little hot and a little spicy, but you know, it's what what was the proof on that? One twenty one six. So it, it kind of yeah. should. Um, it is definitely at the top end, and that that first drink is the spiciest of all for sure. Uh, once you're acclimated to it, it really goes down a lot easier. It does. It after the first drink, it doesn't have near the potency that the first it, one does. It doesn't. You're and right. It's very smooth. Got a nice sweet on the front of it. I think I poured a little bit too much. It's going to be a long episode. That's I'm I'm having that thought myself. <laughs> We're going to have to learn how to. Uh, <coughs> It doesn't seem like pours. that much whenever you only have one, but then you start looking around at seven fucking bottles, and it's like, yeah. well, you know. Yeah, that'd be seven ounces, and that's just not going to be good. No, no, no. no. Especially since we got to get out of here before somebody comes up and tells us to get the fuck out. <laughs> well, we were listening to the rodeo with the uh, door open last time, and I think that's where it went downhill. I think that's what set her off, huh? Well, listening. that and the baby was awake, and it just, yeah, perfect yeah. storm of... Hey, I didn't argue with her. She told me to leave. I left. She told you to be quiet. No, she told me to go home. Be quiet or go home, I think is what was said. <laughs> she said go home or at least be quiet and close the door. First thought, right thought in my mind. Followed by, but I prefer you go home, right? <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to have that follow-up. <laughs> so this is really good. I, I put a little splash of water on it. Mm-hmm. And I think it opens it up just a touch more. Right. Um, so good. And that's important for people to know who are just kind of getting into this sort of thing. Like, just because it's a barrel proof or a high proof like that, it doesn't mean you have to drink it that way. They essentially do that so that you can proof it down to your liking. And that is very important that you understand that when you go in and you buy something 120 proof or higher, that you can proof it down and try it different ways. Because that first drink, you may not like it at that proof. Yeah. Well, and sometimes the, I know for me, the high alcohol can mask some of the flavors Mm -hmm. and so you add a little touch of water to it and kind of calm the alcohol down a little bit it'll help help be able to notice some of the other flavors right and it'll kind of mellow out as with the bottle being open yeah it'll mellow out a little bit even even more We, we we decanted one at our house um sort of had to and it i noticed that it it tastes different. It's more aerated and yeah, and it's very very different than than what this is just straight out of the bottle. But it's on par with the bottle you've had sitting there for a week or two, you know. We've actually got another barrel pick coming next month from Penelope that I'm super excited about. I'm excited about that one as well. That'll yeah. be really good. I am really really excited. I think it's 33% wheat, rye. And of course, I think it's going to be, I can't remember what percentage of corn it is, but it's over 51. It's going to be great, I think. It's going to be, mm. 
I haven't had a it. I haven't had a Penelope that I hadn't liked yet. So that is that is exciting news. That is very 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 good for us. And I want to give a shout out to Greenlight Distributing, Mike Bartlett and Clint Wright. That's our guys there, and they did they made sure we got this barrel pick, and they made sure we got this Penelope barrel pick. Them and uh, J.D. Whitmore, who actually is works direct with Penelope. If it weren't for those three guys, we wouldn't have it. And so I really do appreciate them kind of stepping up and letting us do something that really, we're not really old enough to have two barrel picks in two years. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that is uh, really great for us and couldn't have happened without those three guys. Well, and that's, that's, that's good that they're actually letting you try because I can think of a lot of liquor stores that have probably been around long enough to, to have the barrel picks that, aren't really willing to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's good that they're actually going after people that are gung ho. And Well, I met somebody who's had a, a liquor store in a tourist town for 14 years and they've always been willing to do it, but they've only had the opportunity twice in 14 years. Oh boy. Really? Yes. And I was kind of shocked by that, but, um, you know, you really kind of have to be that annoying guy that just keeps, saying, hey, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then they kind of just get tired of you asking. And we'll, in my experience, we'll give a little. You know? I didn't realize it was that hard to get a barrel pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is It is very hard. It's kind of based on volume, based on how long you've been open. Things. A lot of, there's a lot of factors that go into it. and It, okay. is, it is hard to get one. Uh, it was probably in our favor that Blue Note and Penelope are newer brands. But um, I'm not going to say the name of it. We've got a really good, fingers crossed, barrel pick that we're picking uh, mid-year. So I'm going to say probably June, July. That will be really, really good if we pull it off. So you're you're trying to get three. Oh, if if I have my way, I'll have six to ten in 2023. I've set up. Wow. I've set up Penelope as a barrel pick. I'm going to do a Jay Mattingly barrel pick out of Kentucky um, that I'm really excited about. Well, it will go there. We'll actually get to meet the people and taste the things. A lot of these deals since COVID, they just send samples and you try the samples and that's how you go about it. But with the Mattingly thing, we're going to get to go there. And if I have my way, I'm going to do uh, six to 10. So I, I wow. have a question about that. The, the sending you samples part, because you're talking about what a difference it was between tasting this barrel and getting it bottled, you know, what a difference it made in three months. Right. How big of a, like, are you even really getting the same basic flavor? Whenever, yes. the, by the time they get a sample, yes. mail it to you, absolutely. you taste it, mail it back? Yes, absolutely. So the difference that I'm getting is all the, all the flavors that I tasted in the beginning were there, but they were softer, sweeter, more... Uh, Muted. Bl- blended, really. Okay. Like they, they went together better, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It was, uh, it's just a, was not necessarily a better product or a different product. It just flowed better. Okay. Yeah. So it was really, really cool to get to do it. And I'm excited to get to do it at least six to 10 more times next that, year if I have my way. That is super cool. Yes. Yes. It's very expensive. So, Hopefully we can pull it off, but uh, we're at least doing the Penelope for sure and the Mat- the Mattingly, so we'll have two for sure. And hopefully the one that we get to pick in uh, in the summer is a sure thing. That yeah. that one in the summer would really help us. We won't have any problems getting barrel picks after that, I don't think. So 
Wow. Yeah. I'm exciting excited. news from the local liquor store. Yes, very exciting. I'll be on here celebrating if that if that happens. You're welcome anytime. Sounds good. Anytime you want to come. Uh, uh, so let's, let's slap a score on those. Oh, oh, I forgot we got to score them. That's gonna move on. Um, I mean, typically we let the guests go first, but since you picked it and you're selling it, yeah. Uh, why, why don't we go first this time? That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> Um, I am going to give that a 7.8. Strong score coming out of the box. I'm giving it a seven and a half. It's very good. I'm gonna give it an eight five because I really am proud of myself. As you, you did a very <laughs> good job. That is that is good whiskey. <laughs> Very okay. good whiskey. So the way we kind of decided that we were going to, or the way I've I've decided that we're going to try to do this is uh, we're going to do a tasting and then we'll do a kill the day. Give us a little break. And then we will do another tasting. Does that, does that work for you too? Or do you want to go ahead and knock out another tasting and then do a killing the day? Since... I'd say let's go ahead and kill the day. Everybody can rinse their glasses while the song's playing. And... Yeah. So we're just going to do one. So like you'll go. Yeah. And then we'll you do want another... me to lead off? Oh uh, yeah, you can lead off. All right, I'm a your yours is at the top of the list. So I'm doing 24 Frames by Jason Isbell. That's a good song, and I think you're a touch too much in love with him. But that's fine. Uh, we don't even have one of his songs on there. Yet. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. <laughs> this is how you make yourself vanish into nothing, and this is how you make yourself worthy of the love that she gave to you. Back when you didn't know the beautiful thing And this is how you make yourself call your mother And this is how you make yourself closer to your brother Remember him back when he was Okay, so that was 24 Frames by Jason Isbell Not to be confused with Jason Isbell and the 400 unit Although it is led by the same singer. It's the exact same guy. Very similar sound. <laughs> Very similar sound, believe it or not. Okay, what are we going to try next? So, for reference, I've got the Penelope Valencia, and I've got the Teeling Irish over here. I say let's try the Penelope. Or we got the Doc Swinsons. Ooh. What's the, what's the proof on that Doc Swinsons? It's lie. another hot one. Is it? Yeah, it's uh, 114. 14. 14. No, 14. 17.6. 14. 14. 14. 94. Let's go with the hot one. Let's. I'm, I'm liking see. where you're going. Let's stair step this thing yeah. down. Yeah. <clears throat> Ease our way out of it. Have you tried this one yet? I have not tried that one yet. I love it. I saw your Facebook post. I took some. I sent that to the distributor of Doc Swenson's. I, I took this to a Christmas party the other night, a company deal, and everybody that I let taste it loved it. We have the option of doing a barrel pick of this one. Um, it's just a little bit high, you know, for a barrel pick. Yeah. 212 bottles is what it would be, and <laughs> that's, that's going to be up there. Just no doubt. And this is the, uh, what's it, I get it wrong every time. It's finished in sherry and cognac casks. Yes. 
Wow, you really pick up the sherry and the cognac in You can. It's just super sweet. It really is. Hmm. That's good. You really taste the the sherry and the cognac in that? It's very smooth. Gotta say that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's important. Especially for 114 proof. It's another one that, after a drink or two, you'd forget that you're drinking something that's 115 proof and... Yeah, so it's very good. The other night, whenever I took it to that Christmas party, was the first time that I'd ever drank it anyway, but just neat. Mm-hmm. And you put that over ice, and it is whole new animal, and it is so good. Really? Yeah. Yes. It, it really opens it up, and it it brings out a lot more of like you know it's neat. It's just got kind of more of a generic sweetness, mm-hmm. but it brings out a lot more of that sherry and the the caramel in it, and it is super good. I like that a lot. I really want to try it because, so y'all have that one. You have the rye and the bourbon. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes, we have that one, the straight, just the regular straight bourbon. And then I I can't quite remember what the rye is called, but we do have a rye from them. I want to go, I want to try those. And I was going to get, I want a bottle today. And (laughs) then I got nudged over to this Penelope and I said, okay. You, You did good with the Penelope. We'll only ever get one case of that. And that'll be that. So I'm gonna well, have I don't to, know if y'all are going to get to taste that then. I might, <laughs> I might just keep that. Take it back home. Yeah. When that one's gone, it's gone for we're, us. Anyway. Uh, we're going through Groom on our way to Amarillo tomorrow morning. You should definitely stop by. Yeah, Lee, that's really good. That is. So I, good. You know, usually we don't... Uh, buy the same things at the same time but we both took a chance that day on that bottle and we're just very impressed with it yeah and i was a little i was a little sad whenever we showed up down there because y'all didn't have space on the shelf for it or whatever and it was like right after you got it so you put it on facebook we go in there like two days later and I'm looking around. I'm like, well, it's not here. They, they already sold it all. No, like, we had I'm it not going to get any. We <laughs> had it on the on the register, actually, right yeah. yeah. up at the front. He hadn't he, he hadn't done the circle yet. <laughs> Turned around. That place is so packed with inventory right now. There is inventory everywhere. I have thought about you know taking a few allocated goodies and just kind of hiding them in different places in the in the on the sales floor, so people could come out in there and you know maybe find. A bottle of Blanton's behind a bottle of Malibu or something like that, just to make it a little bit more fun. Oh, I would be Easter egg hunting the <laughs> crap out of that place. That might be what we do around Easter for a sale. Who knows? <laughs> I like it. That I'm would, a big fan. Just give good. us give us a little heads up before yeah. you, before yeah. you put let, that let out you know there. where all the eggs are hidden. <laughs> we don't need a complete map. <laughs> we'll just we'll play a little game of warmer or colder. <laughs> Is it? Just Would it be wrong if else? we helped you hide the bottles that we liked? <laughs> <laughs> that might be too much like what I do whenever they come <laughs> All right. You want to lead off on giving us a score on that one? I like that one. 8-7. Eight, 8-7. Seven. Eight, seven. I do. I like it a lot. What did I score that other one was? 7-8. Seven, seven, eight. Eight. Um. I'm going to go 8.2. And I was an eight and a half. There we go. Had too many numbers there. 
Because that is that is a really good bottle of whiskey. Super good. Does that make that the highest scoring whiskey since this uh, the yeah, inception of sure this podcast? It's gonna be. Uh, we've got some eights. Every time I ask, get asked that, we have to look. That might be the I, highest. I know we scored that blue run pretty high when I was here last time. Yes, but I think it was going to be a like maybe an eight average. Hmm. Where, there it is. There it is. No, yep. it was a seven, 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 seven and five. Old Forester single barrel was an eight and an eight. Yeah, and that mm. stuff is really good. That stuff is good. I like that a lot. No, that is that sets the record. Yeah, that's the highest scoring bourbon. You know, you're supposed to highlight whenever it's the highest scoring. That way, you don't have to go back and look every time. That's a good idea, Tyler. I have them occasionally. Awesome. Okay, so I will go next on the oh, old the Penelope Architect. That was a eight and an eight. That's a good one too. Uh, isn't it? Yeah, those are. I love those. Those are really, really good. I need to check and see what series of Penelope Architect I have in the store because I think there's another. There is a bottle of it right up there, that blue label. Okay. You don't even have to go back to your store. We're a big enough fan. It's, <laughs> we, it's the, up there. Is that the same one? Because The French Oak Stave is the one we've got. We've had two shipments of it, and I don't know if I think they've... that's the first one that y'all got. I'll check and see. Just a sec. Did y'all get a, a second one? Or, I mean, a different one on the second batch? Same label. Yeah, so that's build number one. I'll have to check the inventory and see if we have any of the uh, later releases. But that's the first one from Architect. They did not disappoint. They came out of the uh, out of the box strong on that one. It is really good. It is so good. Okay, so we're going to move on with our killing today here. And I've got I Don't Know What Christmas Is by the old 97s. Santa is a furry freak with epic superpowers. Flies to every human home in under 14 hours. He's a master burglar, a pro at picking locks. If you don't leave milk and cookies out, he will put dung in your socks. If you act nicely through the night and don't jump on. Because that song is hilarious. Oh, it's great. Be nice, or Santa Claus is going to shoot missiles at your toes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Good moving to. It, it, it's hilarious. I've heard some people didn't like it, but we really enjoyed it. <laughs> Me and Hurricane loved it. We watched it, I guess, yesterday morning. Did you? Yeah. 
And oh. what's funny is whenever I was trying to figure out the name of that song so I could find it on iTunes, um, the first thing that started popping up was, is the old 97s a real band? And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> you think they just found three random dudes to play in that movie? <laughs> you know, with Marvel, it's hard to tell which way you're going on it, though. I guess so. All right, so where are we going next? What do we got? We got Penelope. Uh, George Dickel's 17-year... I say we stick with Penelope, and then we end with the oldest. And you know, all right, it's Tennessee whiskey, so it'll be different than any of the others. Want to push the issue on the Penelope so we at least get to taste it? <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking about how there's not going to be any more. I'm loading it back up. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully, it's worthy of all the hype. I hope so. Well, if I can get into the damn thing. I know. They're hard. Just a little. There we go. Boy, you were stingy with that. But that's it's all the third one in like 20 minutes, Royce. I think, I think joking, you're going to be buddy. okay. I'm joking. So this is the Penelope Valencia, which is their latest release, and it's aged in orange wine cask. Did you say it was 94 proof? Uh, 97. 97 proof. Which is fitting for the song I just played. It really is. Funny how that worked out. It kind of smells like a dreamsicle. It does kind of smell like a dreamsicle. It has that, yeah. It does have, it's kind of like got a sweet marshmallowy smell to it. I don't taste any dream sickle. Uh, no, not much at all. No, no dream sickle there. It's still sweet. Still get some vanilla out of it. I get the, the orange at the very end, kind of like a real intense, sort of like if you. Got the orange oil off of the off the peel off the peel, but yeah. not a not a distinctive orange, but that very citrusy sort of almost that bitterness. Yeah, yeah, like you know that if we didn't know it came in an orange cast, we'd be kind of guessing. Did it come? Was there an orange in here? You know, there was an orange in there somewhere for sure. I think it would be tough to guess orange. I think you would be guessing more just citrus. Yeah, it is a it is a heavy citrus note, but it is a. I like it. I do too. I, do I don't too. know. With it being revealed that it's orange, it's very easy to point in that direction. I don't know, man. You smell that, and that is straight up dreamsicle. Yeah, yeah. There's a little psychology happen here with it being called Valencia and then you're smelling it and then at the end, like I just picture Valencia orange with the end whenever I take a drink of this. Yeah. Really smooth. It is. It's very smooth. Not a lot of burn to it. I might guess if I was drinking this blind, I might guess that I had a whiskey with some orange bitters dashed into it. Yeah. 
is what my guess would be. Boy, I bet that makes a wonderful old fashioned. I bet it. Oh, does. I bet it does. Bet it does. I might have to try that in a regular home. Yeah. Probably not tonight. Probably not tonight. Well, that seems irresponsible. <laughs> All right. We want to do a rating on it? Hell, it's kind of... I don't know how to rate that. That, to me, is a very different experience. Especially coming off that last one. We should have started with that one, I bet. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of... I'm wondering if you pick up more orange. See, I keep going back and forth between the water and the whiskey, mm-hmm. trying to make sure that my palate was good and cleared mm-hmm. off. And it's very good. I mean, everything that we've tried tonight has been very good. But I don't know if I've just kind of burned my tongue off a little bit, or that's definitely trailing the pack at this point. That's what I was thinking. Mind. It's still super good. And, and if I'll go ahead and score it. I'm going to give that... A 7.5, which is a very high score. Solid score. Solid score. I'm going to finish this one, which will be the first pour that I've finished the entire night so far. That's saying something. Just, yeah. I think it's so. good. It's it's definitely something you can think about it. And uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I was at a 7.2 because I rated the Blue Note at a 7.5, and I was like, like you, Tyler, I thought it was just a hair behind everything else. And so I seven fives, two seven fives and a seven two. That's still a that well, it still a puts score. it on like third on the whole list. No, we've got lots of sevens up there. Especially since we became friends with Jared. Yeah. We got we got lots of sevens on the sevens and higher on the board after <laughs> I figured seven and a half would still get you pretty pretty high up there i think seven and a half will. if and you wouldn't have screwed solid. up on the blue note then you'd been doing oh, that good. is true that is true i might have might have rated it a little low but it i don't know I, a seven I and a half it. would be an excellent christmas gift for somebody this year so yeah. good and so reasonable and so available yeah so available there are five bottles left and five days left so um there may only be four bottles left after tomorrow so by when this comes out might not be five anymore well it's coming out tomorrow bud that is are uh, you dropping it in the morning it's my plan that's really right. really different like different but good, i'm enjoying yeah. it just because it's so not what we had yeah i like it i do too Yeah. Here we are up in the crow's nest putting in the hard work for everybody at home to know <laughs> what to buy either for themselves or as a gift for a loved one. Doing the Lord's work. Definitely doing the Lord's work. You know, on that last swallow of that, I got a lot more oak than I had been. And the oak and the orange are very complimentary, which I would not have thought. You wouldn't think, but they go well together. I did not... I was wondering about orange whiskey, which I figured it was going to be good because it's Penelope. We right. haven't had a bad Penelope experience I yet. I didn't even ask questions. They didn't even have a price tag on it, Royce. I just picked it up and walked to the <laughs> register, which is how you people need to be. Notice he said to the register, not out the door. <laughs> yes. yes. Just grabbed it and walked out the door. <laughs> but that was, that was good. Did not disappoint like any of the other Penelopes. I mean... The, 
very strong lineup from what we've had so far. If we keep talking about it, I'm going to talk myself into a higher score. First score, right score. Can't we don't go, rescore. Can't go up. I mean, you can say it, but it won't be documented <laughs> on the official ledger book. Mm, that's good. Any final comments, thoughts? I, I, I still think that would make probably one of the best old fashions. Probably, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like the one I was telling you about I had in Vegas that had the, was with the Irish whiskey. Oh, it's probably one of the best old fashions I've ever had. But I would like to hand a bottle of that to that bartender and be like, everything you did to that Irish whiskey, do to that and let me try it. And the longer I think about the old fashioned in that, you know, we were talking before the deal started about the cherry liqueur and the mm-hmm. orange fanna. So I think the cherry and the orange on that is actually going to work really nicely. So I'm kind of starting to rethink my stance on, on whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever cocktail that was you were talking about. <laughs> well, the cherry liqueur is definitely uh, cheap enough for you to grab and might be about as much as the Fanta. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you can grab that and try it out. Would You wouldn't be... Uh, downgrading too much i don't think okay okay well so we got one more killing the day to go jared what'd you bring for us uh zach bryan's something in the orange and i'm damned if i do and i'm damned if i don't because if i say i miss you i know that you won't But I miss you in the mornings when I see the sun Something in the orange tells me we're not done Another solid song by Zach Bryan. So good. And that's the third time he's been on the playlist. I think that is... When is the third time? No, I'm saying I'm thinking he is the most played person on the playlist well he's put right out now. 32 songs on that album and they're all bangers so like <laughs> i thought about really putting are. a few more on i'm glad you did because i've been wanting to <laughs> what's the next whiskey all right we've either got tealings is that hendrix gin Do you want to try gin change it up yeah, you I'll a gin it, drinker? I'll give it a shot. I'm not a gin drinker, but I will give it a shot. You're probably not going to like this. It's my responsibility to try everything. Right? So yeah. this is the Hendrix Neptunia. Mm-hmm. And I am a gin drinker. But that is going to be... Uh, what do they call that? Uh, it's not Spiced. Infused? I think infused. You know, it's like the difference between Bombay and Bombay Sapphire. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm forgetting at the moment. You can. It's got a lot it. more flavor in it. Very than botanical. Just the, yes, botanical. But one thing I did notice, because Royce was asking me, because I was talking shit about it being a Scottish gin one day, and he asked me the difference between a Scottish gin and a English gin. And I think that the... Gininess, the juniper and all that is a little bit more muted in the Scottish gins, or at least ah. with the Hendrix. But you still get a nose full of juniper right up front. You really do, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a pleasant smell. It's not bad, and it's not overpowering like a lot of like beef eater or 
Is that is it Beef Eater? Yeah. For some reason, I was second guessing myself after I said the name, but. And I think if we didn't have it in these uh, Glen Cairns, you wouldn't be as just kicked in the nose with that. Yeah. I think it's good. I love it. I think it's really good. And there's a recipe on the back of the bottle that I've been wanting to try, but I is that is that licorice behind the uh, juniper, or am I just getting the licorice off of the juniper? I don't. There may be some anise in there. There might be. Taste wise, um, that's that's very smooth. Yeah, it's uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's mm-mm. it's coastal botanicals and a smooth citrus finish. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely the citrus. I think really helps smooth out the juniper. So they I have a recipe on the back of the bottle really that's for the, the Neptunia Fizz. And it's Neptunia, fresh lime, simple syrup, and soda water with three slices of cucumber. And I have really been wanting to try that, but I keep forgetting to get limes and cucumbers. I bet that is fantastic. You know, that really, to be historically a fizz, should have beaten egg white in it also. It probably should, and I think that would make it better. Because that's what's that place downtown that we used to go to occasionally when we were feeling a little fancy? Um, Butler's that we would drink. It was Crush, Crush, yeah. The wine bar. Uh, you you were already gone at that point. Whenever Crush got into more of a full bar situation instead of just wine, they have a cocktail called the Alpine Fizz, which has like lavender and an egg white and gin in it, and it is so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Crush has a release that we're gonna have next week. For Mattingly, it's a really good ride. It's called All Right, All Right. And it's really, really good. I'm excited about that one coming in next week. I ordered it because we had, I had an old-fashioned made out of it at, at Crush, and it was awesome. But that was... Uh, like, if I saw that on the shelf and felt like a gin drink, I would order that. Because I am also not much of a gin drinker. Right. But that was... I like that. I like gin. I like gin cocktails. And I like gin martinis. Um, this is the first time that I'd had the Neptunia. And we saw it at your store. And I just bought it. Because, like I said, I'd, I'd never had it. And I like Hendrix. Right. And that's what my boss drinks like exclusively. Is he drinks Hendrix gin and tonics. Um, and so I got that. And it is just a great flavor. I want, it to, is. I want to bring in the Empress Gin. You've probably seen it. It's a it's a purple. I've gin. had that. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Really, I'm going to bring that in to the store. Um, and what's really funny about that is, you know, it's that kind of dark blue color. Yeah. And if you put just a splash of soda water in it, it turns the prettiest lavender color. Oh wow! Ever? Huh? Huh? I might have to do an episode on gin drinks. I'm all about it. I got a buddy. He's a pilot. He flies all over the world. And he said, he says gin is the next thing. He said that'll okay. be the next thing that in that America is going to be all about gin drinks. I disagree with him. I think he's wrong. But he, well, where he do you said, think they're going then? Well, I can tell you my second largest selling category over whiskey. I I have whiskey all under every kind of whiskey is all under just the whiskey category. Yeah. Um. My second largest category is tequila. And that's a, like, I think that is where it's headed. And I don't think it's headed toward, like, oh, celebrity-owned tequilas. I think it's going to head more towards, like, actual tequilas that 
are bought because the craftsman of that tequila was amazing. Yeah. You know, not because and George there Clooney are, owns it or George Strait owns it. Yeah. You know? Well, there are, and there are some really good tequilas out there. There really are. And I think that for us, that category grows month after month. Really? It really does. We might have to try a couple of them on here. At some I ain't point. doing it. We'll, we'll try I the silvers for it. We'll try I the can't silvers for it. Drink you. straight tequila. Water I don't know how many we times can make we you have. a Paloma. We can put a fresh. I can drink Palomas. That's perfectly fine. I can drink Palomas all day long. But I can tell you right now, if I try to sip on tequila, we're gonna need a mop. We'll just do a ranch. It water. would be worse than me trying to eat blueberries up here, Royce. You like ranch waters? I do like ranch waters. That's, That's what I'm saying. We can just do well, a ranch water. The ranch waters I buy are basically Palomas. They're just not as sweet. <laughs> well, I mean, you just do the lime. You do lime and soda water. Yeah, cut That's it like not that. Straight tequila. That's what I'm saying. We do that. You can hide a lot in a tequila with a little lime because I buy the cheap shit. You can hide a lot with some <laughs> yes. lime and some soda water. Fair enough. So might that be the source of your no with tequila? <laughs> that's that's not the because I, mean, I it's just a theory. I don't know the night that I quit being able to drink tequila was not a cheap tequila night. Oh okay. So okay. it just pretty it blasted the whole category. There was no uh, Cuervo Gold in there in that night at all. No, that's solid decision making. Then, uh, well, so, it seemed like it might be. <laughs> so you can't drink tequila for the same reason my wife can't drink whiskey. I guess, especially bourbon, because I wasn't I wasn't there. I don't know. It sounds like pretty similar story. Well, I I used to be the same way with tequila, but I got over it and. Maybe you will too. I mean, I've tried. I've tried so hard. <laughs> what is it? Every seven or twelve years, your taste buds change. Every seven. Yeah. See, but I don't so think give it's it so much the years. taste buds that are throwing that out. I think it's just still the mental stigma of you keep drinking that. Something bad's going to happen to you. <laughs> okay. Well. Maybe we don't do a tequila. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I was liking where you were headed with the gin cocktails. <laughs> that sounded fun as hell. Or maybe you could be remote from the bathroom. When we do. <laughs> I, I just assume sit here and eat my bowl of blueberries. <laughs> At least I still like blueberries. <clears throat> All right, what are we cracking next? Well, we have Irish whiskey left or... George Dickel, extra strength, seventeen-year-old. I mean, he, why don't we just try the Dickel and we'll save the the tealings for another day? St. Patrick's. Day That's maybe. fine. How's yeah. That, how's that sound? That'll work. Because my tongue's getting a little. Well, you know, we could do an Irish whiskey episode. Get some like Method and Madness and some. Oh, the Method and Madness is so good. I was gonna buy the Method and Madness, but then I found the Penelope. And... I think you made a solid decision. We had to cheapen it all down a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yes. You, and now good. that I know there's only five bottles left, I, yeah. like I did real good. That's really kind of like a holiday flavor, too. Yes, you know? it is. Like that's, <laughs> that's good. I'll pour y'all a 17-year. This is different because this is Tennessee whiskey, so it's charcoal-filtered or extra-mellowed, as the Tennesseans like to call it. It's got that Tennessee whiskey smell to it. It does. Like the dickel, the other dickel we had? No, the other dickel was a bourbon. Oh, that's right. But You're the thinking of that chatty I'm thinking stuff. of the chatty. Which I don't think the chatty stuff was near this old. I think it had been it in wasn't. a barrel long enough to... 
soak up a little little color. There's a lot of lot going on on the nose here. Like I get some chocolate, I get a lot of wood. A lot of wood. Chocolate, a lot of wood. I'm getting the chocolate. A little bit of cinnamon or pumpkin pie spice or something. I'm going to go pumpkin pie spice. It's got that a little sharper than cinnamon. Right. Kind of a little more like nutmeggy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does smell very sweet, though. Or sweet. Not very sweet, but sweet. I might be crazy, but when I swirl it around in the glass, I get a little bit of banana. See, I was thinking chocolate-covered cherry, but now that you mentioned that, I could see that being banana. Yeah. I'm not going to call you crazy, but I don't know that I'm picking up the banana. I'm getting, like, really, really ripe banana. It's banana bread with the yeah. apple pie spice and all that? Or the yeah. pumpkin pie spice? According to the people at George Dickel, it is full of subtle, sweet, toffee hints and peppery spice and a rich got charred the, oak finish. Got the pepper right there on that first taste. Boy, that thing tastes like a Heath bar. Yeah, pretty. I get wood. I get sweet. I don't get the Heath bar, but I get where you're going with the Heath bar. Yeah, I do. Hmm. That is. It's different. Probably the only Tennessee whiskey I've ever really liked. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't hate the chatty whiskey. No, I put an asterisk by my score because I couldn't taste anything. I was sick. And I still think I gave it like a four and a half. Which means me, I don't think you hated it. No. Hmm. Did you proof it down any at all? Have you tried it with the splash? No, I did take a drink right after. Now, I get the 17 years for sure. It's very smooth. It's very smooth. It's got uh, a lot of wood flavors to it. Yes, it does. You know, in the smell and in the taste, you can tell that it's been in that barrel for a long time. I think it was a lot better before I put some water in it. Well, the water probably made those individual flavors kind of come out, and it probably highlighted the wood ones. It definitely highlighted the wood. It, it kind of brought out all of the wood bitter notes. It, it really did. It, like, it turned that you know kind of nice chocolatey richness into more of like a 98% cacao bar Yeah, with a little oak around it. Where you're like, smoke. what the hell happened to my chocolate? <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that's got some smoke to it when you put some water in it. Yeah, so for my taste, I wouldn't put any water in it. I don't. No, I, I wouldn't either. That's uh, it was a lot better before the water. That was a mistake. It's seventeen years old. It probably doesn't need water. Yeah, right. You know, 
But now I, you know we made the mistake for you. Yeah. I do think it might be okay if you just had like one of the big ice balls right. and poured mm-hmm. that over it. I think you'd be fine to cool it off right. and not dilute it. Dilution was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What is the proof on that, just out of curiosity? It's 46% alcohol, so... 92. 92. Mm-hmm. Trying to see if there's any other info on it. This is part of their reserve line, so they're only going to be putting this out, I believe... Uh, once every 17 years? Once every... During the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> 92 cask strength, so... Yeah. It's pretty bottle, and it's a good pour. Definitely... If you like scotches and things like that, that would probably be a pretty good pour for you. Yeah. No, I could see that. And I mean, by itself, it's it's not bad at all. No, it's a real sipper though. I mean it you, is. You were gonna sip, sip, sip. And you I think you could just keep pulling things out of that. Yeah. And I think it's I mean, I tasted this bottle when I first opened it and that was a week ago. It tastes different now than it did then and it actually tastes better. Really? It does. It really does. That's what we need, Royce. We need a decanter. You do. We can start decanting the next week's stuff. Whenever we get we done do with that. the night stuff. Except we always forget to do stuff before we leave. And also, sometimes we don't get the bottle till a couple days before. Well, perfect world scenario, bud. Well, that is true. You could try it straight out of the bottle as a control and then decant it and then try it at a later episode, all the decanted things, and then do a decanted score next to a straight out of the bottle score. And then we can start making infinity bottles. Ooh, yeah. I was thinking infinity barrel. Yeah. I think there's some of those things up there that I would leave out, like, though. Like, I wouldn't put that proper 12 in. No, <laughs> no. No, the proper 12. Well, I think we're going to have two 16s. infinity bottles. <laughs> like, we're going to have, like, proper 12, for example. And then, like, Penelope's, maybe they get their own barrel. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. But I've come to find out with the, uh, I've got two of those barrels. One barrel is better than the other one. I don't know if they charred. Then charred the the newer barrel that I had right, huh? But it it they give completely different flavors. <clears throat> that is more of a mellow bourbon, really good barrel, and the other one is more of an oak, just straight oak. Uh, I don't know. It's it's not it's not bad. It's just not the you. one I prefer. Buffalo Trace sells one of those barrels on their website. And uh, we have one in the store that is for display purposes. But I've thought about buying one just to to put the Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. White Dog in and see what happens. I think I think that was a Deep South Barrel. Okay, is where I got that one. And then the other one my wife got for me for Christmas on Etsy. I think cool. So, but me and a buddy found those down at the Houston Stock Show. And- I thought my wife was going to kill me when she figured out I spent 60 bucks on I think it was 60 at the time for a whiskey agent barrel. And man, I turned lots of cheap whiskey into decent because you could get, or into really good stuff. Yeah. You can put a, a handle of uh, just the regular Evan Williams in it. I had, it's, it's awesome, which it's not bad when you put it in there, but it's, it's really good when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I bet I bet that is really good. What we're 
what we're kind of unofficially trying to do. I haven't asked for permission from Penelope to do this yet, but I really want to get everything I can out of that barrel when it comes in. And um, I spoke with Pondicetta in Amarillo to see if they would, would age a beer in that barrel when we're all said and done with it. So uh, I spoke with them last week, and they said they would get back to me. I haven't heard back yet, but in, fingers crossed. We'll have something that we can try that we can go, huh? Well, that would be cool because yeah, Pondicetta's got some really good beer. They do. They have some very good, like bourbon barrel aged beer. Yeah. Too, like, uh, was it the Castle Black? I've have? never tried any of their barrel aged beers, but the, they're. I think they have Castle Black, which is a bourbon barrel aged stout. It is so good. Is it? Yes. Well, he said that they had done it before in a keg. Um, and he was going to check TABC regulations on bottling it or canning it for us, and we would just sell it out of our store. But if we can't do that, then I'm going to have them do a keg anyway, just because we can stick it out at the bar and, and see, yeah, see how it is. It, I think it'd just be neat. You know? Yeah, oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I have not got permission from Penelope to do that or from Pondicetta to do that yet. <laughs> well, there don't, you go. Don't There's something to, to look forward to. to. Lots of cool. To. Lots of cool ideas coming from over here. Yeah. Really working on that uh, better to, easier to ask forgiveness yeah, than yeah. permission at this point. Maybe they'll think it's a better idea after they hear it on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just let it happen. You know, let's just do that. I, I guess we could find out if they are in our subscriber base. <laughs> Get a phone call the next day or two. It's like, you did what? So... The two guys from Greenlight that I that I did the shout out of at the beginning, they do listen to the podcast. Do they really? They do. Yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. They do. So they'll call me after y'all do a review of one of their products and then we talk about it. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. All right, do we wanna we didn't score the gin. Do we wanna score the gin? I don't know how you score the gin. I'm not sure either. We don't have anything to uh score. Neither one of y'all drink enough gin. Though. I know that's why I was. That's that. why I asked if we even well, wanted to. The way to. I would that's score it is a thumbs up. I enjoyed okay. it, so I would give it a thumbs up. Yeah, we're going good. back to like whenever we did uh, Dry January. Thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> All right, what what are we feeling on the dickle? You want to lead us off, Jared, as a guest? I am gonna say. Without any water, seven six, seven eight in that range there. Seven six for sure. You said seven six to seven eight, so I'm gonna give you a seven seven. That'll work. I'm gonna go straight seven on it. Without water, straight seven. It's it's good. With water, that that kind of goes backwards. I'm going to give that a seven and a quarter. Okay. It's good. It's Tennessee whiskey, which is going to knock it. So it's kind of hard to grade that against the bourbons. It is. Still very good. If we go past fail, I'll give it a thumbs up. I'd give it a thumbs up. Definitely. Yeah. I think, I think blind, it would, it would do better. Probably so. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I really can see do. that. 
Because you think about it, I don't, I don't like a lot of Tennessee whiskeys. I haven't drank a whole bunch of them, but for the most part, I'm not a huge fan. And so that does carry a little stigma with it. So you're not even a love the food, hate the people kind of guy. You just don't like Tennessee whiskey at all. I mean, we knew a couple of people that were from Tennessee back when we were in college. Shady characters. The best, <laughs> the best thing I can say about Tennessee is that they have the International Cornbread Festival every year in March, which I very much want to go to. So they've got that part sorted. Okay. Yeah. We had a roommate that had a I Heart Cornbread sticker on the back of the window of his pickup. His, his family went to the International Cornbread Festival every year. Really? There's an yeah. International Cornbread Festival? Or yes. Just, yeah. It's the International Cornbread Festival. Really? It's like yeah. a two-week-long event. That's kind of different. See, now you're intrigued. You want to go, I am you? intrigued. As this, a person who makes a living in the food industry, I am intrigued by the International Cornbread Festival. But then I'm also wondering, do I want to be at the International Cornbread Festival? Or do I just want to like know what goes on? You know, You know, Omar seemed like a, the kind of person that if he could make it, I think we'd be fine. Really? Okay. I think so, yeah. Okay, that's good. Because I have a buddy who goes to a blueberry festival in North Carolina, and he assures me I don't want to be anywhere near that yeah, place. Yeah, I can see that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <that>, yeah. <laughs> Getting in a different territory there. Well, I think overall that was the success. Those were all pretty good scoring they bourbons were. and whiskeys. <clears throat> they and were. they would make a great Christmas gift or... Something to hide in your garage when your family shows up. Or, exactly. you know, just out they Everything's Spread high enough in, some you cheer. can leave it out on the counter. I mean, maybe let somebody else get an attitude adjustment while you're fixing your own. Exactly. Exactly. Don't buy the dickle for somebody that you don't really, really like. No, that's a a definitely yeah. a garage bottle. <laughs> that's a garage bottle or a under-the-counter. Penelope <laughs> is probably going to be a garage bottle. Yeah, probably. The Doc the gin's really the only thing I'm thinking about leaving out on the counter for the people. <laughs> the Doc Swinsons, it's just good enough. I don't know that I would want to share it. No, the Doc Swinsons, you don't want to share because you know, it's it's just really good. Yeah, because the guy who's going to drink all your Doc Swinsons at Christmas is the guy who shows up with like an old granddad as his contribution, but he's going to drink your Doc Swinsons. Yep, you, you're exactly right. You know? I think you'd be doing good if he shows up with old granddad. <laughs> It's probably no, going to be more of a J.R. Ewing son of a bitch. <laughs> no, that J.R. Ewing was too expensive for a fifth. Whereas, because I think it was about the same price as that liter of old granddad. Ah. The old granddad buyer, he's a bargain shopper. Yeah, 29 bucks for the liter. And that yeah. was that's good. Yeah, it really is. There's a lot of history with that old granddad brand. We paid an embarrassing amount for that. $37. Yep. Told you. It's not that much. That's looking at the bottom end of the bargain on this well, fucking yeah, shelf. But you get more for less with the old granddad. Oh, I'm Literally. Not, not arguing that. That's why I'm saying. You do. You do. You get a bottled and bond. You get it for less than 30 bucks. So I've got, what well, we've got you here, I've got a question on that. A bottled and bond, they're all 100 proof. Yes, sir. <clears throat> are they bottled at, a, or are they barreled at 100 proof? I think so. I think they, I, I'm not 100% sure about that. That's a, that is something I have looked into, and I don't remember everything about it. Okay. That. But I know that it has to be 100 proof, or, it, or it's legally not bottled in bond. Because that, that's an actual legal act that they put in place because people were putting all kinds of things that shouldn't be in, in a drink in, an, oh, in, okay. in the whiskey. So 
Colonel Taylor, E.H. Taylor. Yeah. For, I'm sure we've all, y'all have done a review of E.H. Taylor before, right? No. So No, we do not have any E.H. Taylor. You do not have any E.H. Taylor. So E.H. Taylor is made by Buffalo Trace. It's one of those allocated bourbons. Um, there is a bottled-in bond day that they dedicate to E.H. Taylor because he did the big push because people were putting stuff into whiskey that was killing people just to make it taste good or look right. Right. And he okay. was like, no, no, no. We have to have a standard that is the legal definition of what this product should be. And if it falls within that legal definition, then it should be called bottled and bond. And you know you're getting a product that is essentially backed by the United States government. So that's where the bond came Because in. they come and inspect and right, right. Op- supervise that right. hole. And there was a time, and they may still have it, but there was a time when there was a strategic whiskey reserve of all bottled and bond product that the right. United States owned and, and had stored back in case of a shortage, which you know, they had to crack some of that stuff open. Cause as far as I'm concerned, like Let's get there is it. a shortage cause I can't get, you know, a lot yeah. of things. <clears throat> I don't know how that works, but the bottled and bond thing is, is very important, especially to the history of, of bourbon and the alcohol industry in general, I think in the United States. Yeah. And one more question going off of that one. So, like, you get a bottle of Maker's Mark or, say, the the Jim Beam Black that is, they're all, you know, 90 proof. For I think that Jim Beam Black was, what, 85 or? I don't remember. It was, it was in the 80s, I think. Do they find out what it is when they pull it out of the barrel and then add water right, to it? Right, they proof it down. from. So, they proof it down to the product that they want it to be. Like, Basil Hayden's is an 80 proof and it's not 80 proof in the barrel. They yeah. proof it down to where they need it to be, which also makes it go further. Yeah. You know, and it also allows for you to have a session whiskey or a whiskey for people who may or may not be too big on those 90 proofs and higher. You know, so I know a lot of people who love Basil Hayden who are big drinkers and they still like those 80 proof whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Hell, a lot of those Canadian whiskeys, you know, Crown Royal, I think, is is eighty or eighty five proof. Yeah, and that's a huge selling whiskey in the state of Texas. So, I really think that that's uh, you know those whiskeys that are lower proof came out of prohibition because you could sell those whiskeys as medicinal whiskeys because they weren't high proof. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So a lot of that come out of that, and I think they're good. They really f- have their place and I like them sometimes. And there's a lot of people who like them all the time. Uh, so to me there, I'm not a bottled in bond guy or a high proof guy or a low proof guy. I'm just whatever yeah. I like in the moment, you know? No, I, I would say that my, my tastes are along the same lines. Cause you know, I like things from this doc Swenson's in front of me to maker's mark or stuff like that. But I, I tend Usually to go for the lower proof stuff, but right. there are you do find some of the higher proofs that I, I really enjoy. Well, if you listen to some of those guys talk, they say that the you know you get more flavor out of the lower proofs. Yeah, so that is uh, <clears throat> is something that I think is very interesting. And they talk about how just a drop of water will change the flavor. You know, not not a shot of water or any just a drop. Yeah, will change the drop. flavor, and that's that's interesting to me. Um, learning those nuances and essentially from my understanding and I'm not, not there yet, but you can make your 
whiskey taste any way you want to if you know how to proof it down yourself. Yeah. You know? So I think that's a, a pretty neat thing, and I would like to learn how to do that a little bit more. Yeah, that would be a good skill to have. It would be, wouldn't it? I don't know how much I'd use it. I mean, every night, but, you know. <laughs> well, like if you were good at it. What are you doing? <laughs> You're drinking again. No, it's R&D. <laughs> you definitely don't want to be on a, you know, blind date or something and whip out your dropper of mystery liquid. <laughs> <laughs> your dropper of mystery liquid. Here, would you like me to proof your whiskey down for you? <laughs> this will make it taste better, I promise. <laughs> I think that's how you get kicked out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong time to take a drink right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that gets you labeled the weird guy at the bar. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, this has been a fun trip through Bourbon Lane. Yeah, I had a great time. We enjoyed it. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah. thanks Hope for you enjoyed me. yourself. I did. It was good. We hope y'all 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 learned something, and you go down to Texas Beverage and Package, pick up a few bottles. Yeah, mention the podcast, you get ten percent off. So it's a good thing to come down there and got to listen to the podcast and come down there. Take advantage of it. Do Saving that. you money, people. Saving you money. It'd be dumb not to. It would be dumb not to. It really it's fiscally would. irresponsible of you not <laughs> to listen to this fucking podcast and go down to Texas Beverage and Package and buy yourself some liquor. See you tomorrow at one o'clock between one and seven thirty. There you go. All right. Well, everybody, everybody, have a safe week and a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.